It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there are special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that people still really prefer freedom over government force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of the 88 Drive-In. I'm thrilled to host the show today. Kim is out of pocket today with a family emergency. Your prayers are greatly appreciated. So let's have a conversation. The gremlins have, technology gremlins have crept in today, so we'll be... um, working through all of that, but I think we're going to have a great conversation. Thank you for listening today. Each of you are valued and trusted, sorry, valued and treasured. Can't talk this morning. Too early. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, soul, mind, and body. Thank you to producer Joe for all of your hard work and guiding me through all of this today. It's my pleasure. Uh, and the website for Kim Monson is KimMonson.com. You can check out her voter guide there. The ballots are out, and November 4th is quickly approaching. So you'll want to look, all, look over that information and make your own decisions regarding these ever-important uh, elections. You'll want to sign up for our, new, our weekly uh, email newsletter. You'll get the first look of all of our upcoming guests as well as most recent essays. There are quite a few friends who write for Kim's show, and I highly recommend checking out those essays. I have a couple there as well. You can email Kim at KimMonson.com. Thank you to Laramie Energy and is it Caesars Oil and Gas cares oil for their and gas for their sponsorship of the show you folks keep us warm and powered and we greatly appreciate it and thank you to hooters restaurant for their sponsorship there are five locations loveland aurora lone tree westminster and colorado springs great lunch specials monday through friday for dine in or to go wednesdays our Wings Day, mm, that sounds good, buy 20 wings and get an additional 10 for free. Offer for to-go or dine-in. That sounds really great. That feed quite a few people. So uh, Perspectives 101 is holding a screening of a client conversation this Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. in Loveland. Email perspectives101.info at gmail.com for more information. I highly recommend going to see climate conversation when you're in discussions with friends it will give you talking points to help break down all of the propaganda that's been put out about global warming i think one of my big takeaways was that renewable energy cannot make enough energy itself to produce you know the solar panels or the windmills whereas oil and gas produces enough energy to make more oil and gas generators. Uh, I just think that, um, you know, not being able to make more energy or more renewable energy, if that's the direction you're going to go, would in the end be a pretty big problem if you can't keep going. Uh, One other thing that always occurs to me when people talk about oil and gas 
oil and gas is natural. People talk about oil and gas and don't really think much about it. They, I think they tend to think that it's something that is, it's not real. It's, you know, something, I don't know, produced in a lab, but it, it is a natural substance. So that's another um, interesting takeaway. It's um, sad how renewable has destroyed, um, you know, gosh, birds and whales. You know, there's uh, the windmills that are now off the coast of um, off many of our coasts seem to be causing issues with the whales, and they seem to be beaching themselves. So, uh, I don't, I don't think that's a very positive thing. So. Um, I definitely recommend going to watch A Climate Conversation this Friday, the 27th. Let's see. Let's go into our word of the day. Today's word of the day is capitalism. And I like to go to Ayn Rand to see what she has to say about it. Uh, But first, let's get a good definition for capitalism here. So capitalism is a noun, an economic system in in which the means of production and distribution are privately or corporately owned and developed occurs through the accumulation of reinvestment of profits gained in a free market. Here's definition two. The state of having capital or property possession of capital. And the third definition is the concentration or massing of capital in the hands of a few. Also, the power or influence of large or combined capital. Now, I would greatly disagree with number three. Cap. Sorry. Oh, so to spell capitalism, it's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-I-S-M. An A, not an O. So... Capitalism, as, def- as, as Ayn Rand talked about it, she says capitalism was the only system in history where wealth was not acquired by looting, but by production, not by force, but by trade. The only system that stood for man's right to own his own mind, his own work, his own life, to his happiness and to himself. Uh, I disagree with this uh, definition on number three where it's a concentration or massive massing of capital in the hands of a few capitalism gave the individual power to you know develop and design their own life everything all your wealth comes out of your mind whatever you decide to do to produce to make money um, it's all up to you and it allows a lot of freedom so I don't think it's a, a concentration. It becomes a concentration when you get big government with too many regulations. That, and, and then big corporations can uh, shove out the smaller companies through regulation. We see this in big pharma, don't we? They've uh, shoved out all of the naturopathic uh, remedies and tried to shove out ivermectin and some of the other remedies for COVID. So... Um, it's actually government and regulation that caused that concentration or massing of capital in the hands of a few, not capitalism. Um, I have on my Facebook page something that I wrote about profit. Uh, many of you probably know I'm a small business owner, and so my success comes out of my mind. And, it, you know, to 
become successful, you have to meet market demands. So I have to figure out what my my market wants and um, and you know provide that service so that they customers want to come to my business. So I say I cannot put people first without profit. I cannot expand my business and give people better, more meaningful jobs with better pay. My employees are my best asset. Without profit, I can't grow and offer better services to my customers. See, there's another couple lines here. I cannot give raises to my employees or send them to training classes. Training is the best investment for me and my employees. Employees can take those lessons with them wherever they go, which is a, another really large benefit to, um, to training. It's something that's permanent that that employee takes with them. I also cannot keep my prices affordable so that many people can enjoy the time with their community, my friends, and family. Nothing happens without profit. I can't expand my business. I can't offer more goods and services that customers want. Profit is not a bad thing, and it it um, comes out of capitalism. So that uh, and, and that actually is that the Ayn Rand is actually my quote of the day. Uh, she's she has a lot of very good books that I highly recommend on capitalism and business. If you get a chance, um, check some of those out. So today is October twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. And we should take a look at what happened in history today. History is very important. I think a lot of people are kind of starting to discover that now. You can sometimes see the future by studying the past, right? Uh, let's see. In um, 1979, it looks like Mount Vesuvius erupted, bringing the citizens... Or, no, it's like 79, sorry. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Pompeii was covered in in volcanic ash on in seventy uh, nine. That happened today. Let's see what else can we um, find. In fourteen ninety two, twenty four Jews were burned at the stake in Mecklenburg, Germany. In fifteen thirty one, Bavaria joins uh, a League of Other Nations. It looks like. Let's see what else we can find here that might be interesting. Going through some of this here. In 1902, Santa Maria volcano in Guatemala erupts. A lot of volcanoes uh, on this day in history, killing 6,000 and becoming one of the three largest eruptions of the 20th century. In 1903, the first trotter to run a mile under two minutes uh, was Lou Dillon, a minute 58. That's pretty good. In 1903, George Sutton becomes the billiards champion. In 1908, Bill Murray hits the first charts with "Take Me Out to the Ball Out to the Ball Game." That was a great song in history. Let's see here. In 1929, Belgian Princess Marie uh, Jose and Italian Crown Prince Umberto got engaged. Assassinated attempt on Umberto fails. Well, that's good. Uh, before, um, let's see. So the show comes to you today 
because of really great sponsors such as Joe Mangan, State Farm Insurance Team. So let's, Roger Mangan, I'm very sorry. (laughs) So let's hear from Roger. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. Colorado's rules and regulations continue to make it more expensive to heat and cool your home. Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services works to continue to offer you proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs' team of certified professionals has extensive experience installing, repairing, and maintaining air conditioning, heating, and water heater systems. Johnny Stubbs Services is committed to providing exceptional service and ensuring your comfort, safety, and satisfaction. JohnnyStubbservices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbservices.com. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Welcome back. I'm Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of the ADA Drive-In Theater, and I'm pleased to host the show today for Kim Monson. She is out and will be returning soon. The website for Kim Monson is KimMonson.com. You can check all of the articles and other interesting uh, show notes there. Check out Kim's voter guide there. That's very important. November 4th is just around the corner. I can't believe how fast it's coming up. Sign up for our weekly Uh, email newsletter, you'll get the first look of all the upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. There's so many great essays on that uh, website, I can't tell you. I often get my uh, email newsletter and I go through and mark the days I want to be sure to listen. Uh, The guests are so great and interesting. And thank you for contributing to support our independent voice and exercise our right of freedom of speech. You know, a lot of times I think People, well, I know there's a lot of anger out there about everything that's going on in our country. And I think people want to fight back, but they just don't know how. And it's very difficult when you're running a business. It takes every single minute to just keep that business going. As we talked in the last segment about capitalism and how your wealth and your ability to keep going, it all comes out of your mind, all the stuff that you produce. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I do uh, to in, in order to fight back is, is to contribute to shows like Kim's. Find people that are doing the things that you believe in and figure out how to contribute to them. I was a candidate three time, for three times in running for the state house, and I can tell you even $5 helps candidates. 
and causes. So find if you find things and you contribute or even contribute just a little bit of time, often it's just making a phone call into Congress, as we were doing last week, calling in to Ken Buck's office and urging him to vote for uh, Representative Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. So um, those are some ways that you can help to uh, fight back and defend our right uh, to free speech and all of our other rights in that Constitution. Something that should be on your bucket list to visit is the Center for American Values, located on the beautiful River Rock in Pueblo. The Center for American Values was co-founded by Medal of Honor recipient Drew Dix and Emmy Award-winning documentary maker Brad Padula. The center is focused on honoring our Medal of Honor recipients and teaching and upholding the principles of America, honor, integrity, and patriotism. For more information, check out our website at AmericanValueCenter.org. Uh, that, that's a very important thing to do. Um, those people, you know, gave so much for their country. And my, aren't we having a beautiful fall? Uh, I can't remember uh, a fall as beautiful and warm as the one we have now, which is uh, quite contrary to the summer we've had. As you know, I own a drive-in movie theater, and this summer has been pretty tough for uh, for outdoor events in general. We had a lot of rain all summer, so I'm hoping we're kind of making up uh, some of that uh, lost business this fall. Coming up this weekend, we have some really great horror features that I'm really excited about. We'll start with um, The Exorcist, The Believer. This is the new one. And then the second feature will be Five Nights at Freddy's. That's very popular, and it looks like it's going to be a good, fun-filled horror fest. So come on out. We're open um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can go to our website at 88 Driven. .net and find out more about the movies and other items that we offer in our snack bar. We're hoping that this warm weather continues into November. The other program we're offering is the new Taylor Swift Eras Tour, and you can also catch that on uh, Thursday through Friday. All the details are on the website there. Those tickets are only sold online. This is a, a new type of program, a new type of movie, it will produce some competition for the movie studios, I think. This is a concert that was filmed. The cinematography and color and costuming is very beautiful on our screen, and the music is very nice. And one thing I will say about this, it's family-friendly. Taylor Swift keeps everything covered, if you're following me, and I think that's a great thing. I'm very excited to see some type of new uh, offering for people to come to the movies Uh, and it's been extremely popular throughout the country Beyonce is now talking about filming one of her concerts and releasing that in the next few months so more content is always a good thing there uh, have also been some new studios that have popped up such as Angel Studios who produced The Sound of Freedom and we played that program for a few weeks this summer and did very very well with it and it's a different type of, of movie, as it's it's you know kind of a quasi documentary about um, all of the ter- terrible child abductions and, and child trafficking that's happening. But that did very well. I was very happy to see that we had a, a good audience for that. And so those new types of content, uh, not only in 
um, the smaller studios are just different producers of content, but also in the subject matter, uh, I think is a very positive thing. And talking about positive things, there are some things I think we can look to that are happening that mm, I think are really good signs. It's not all gloom and doom. I was very pleased to see that Coca-Cola and Victoria's Secret are both walking back a lot of their woke ideology and um, advertising that they've been putting out. They've been kind of quiet about it, but I think that is a positive thing that maybe... um, these things, uh, you know, the culture just did not completely follow them down that road, and they are turning back to what will uh, make them more profitable. Both have lost a great deal of money, as has the Disney Corporation, in some of the uh, product that they have been trying to push. That just did not go over very well. So but those are some really positive things uh, that I think we can feel good about. I, change is happening. It just... It doesn't feel fast enough sometimes with all the crazy government antics right now. One of the things that uh, hit my radar, radar, and we'll talk about a little later in the show with Dr. Joe Vecchio, is uh, all the money that billions of dollars now that Joe Biden is collecting to put into Internet neutrality. Uh, those are very scary things. And it's, it always really shocks me how they they always find all these billions of dollars for all kinds of crazy things. Wars and, you know, Internet and uh, broadband. All of these things government magically has all this money for. I'm wondering, do those dollars even really exist? It's like they're printing it. It's, yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that, but... Uh, the other thing that it does creates a lot of debt for, for us and for our children, and it's very concerning. So uh, somehow we've got to get the the uh, bank credit card away from those folks. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely what, right. Yeah. Well, I remember when uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was first elected, and she made some comment. This is a very rich country. I don't think she understands uh, the difference between debt and actually having money in the bank. So her, I guess, objective was to completely loot the government and the country, which in effect is looting the citizens. That's what they're doing. Um, kind of su- succeeding right now, too. They are kind of succeeding, yeah. That's why I'm busy looking for some positive points where things are, I can see change happening. Uh, I, but, do you know, the one thing you can't, propagandize your way out of is the high cost of groceries and gas. It's getting very difficult to live. It's so pronounced that you can go from week to week to the grocery store and see that the cost of the little bag of groceries is really growing. It's not uncommon to go to the grocery store now and get one plastic 10 cent bag now of groceries and have it be 50 to a hundred dollars. That used to be a huge grocery cart full of food. So, um, I don't think their propaganda is working. It's strange to me that they don't seem to understand that it's obvious to the rest of us that what they're doing is not working. We need to go back to the me, other way. To me, it feels like they've done it for so long, though, that they got in a way with it, and they just said, we can do this now, and they do it anyways. Even though they're breaking laws and amendments and stuff like that, they're doing it anyways, and we still aren't stopping them. Yeah, they're a giant bully. Uh, and uh, that doesn't usually end well. <laughs> so 
So, but yeah, you're right. They just keep getting away with it, and they get bolder and bolder. And you know, the bigger the lie, uh, the fewer the people that seem to believe it. It's really, or that seem to just go along with it. It's really weird. You're right. It's weird how that works. But uh, everything's getting more and more expensive. It's getting tougher out there. Certainly, rents are getting higher as well. So uh, that uh, I don't know. You can't propagandize your way out of that sort of thing. Speaking of rents, in uh, my community, which is Commerce City, they have recently turned down uh, something that would have allowed for more searching, more, I don't know, well, searching, essentially, of people's apartments or inspections of apartments. And I was very surprised to see that uh, the city council turned that down because of the cost. You know, it costs the apartment owners a lot of money to go in, to have people go in and do their inspections. And that, in turn, causes the the tenants more, you know, rent, an increase in rent, because that's where the property owner gets their money is from the rent. So I was very pleased that the city council turned that down. I think there was only one no vote. Uh, Commerce City has been doing some interesting things lately. They also recognized that increasing the mill levy was going to be a big problem because property taxes are going to really increase. And they they took a vote and lowered the mill levy uh, by almost 50 percent. So I was pretty um, happy to see that. And I know that a lot of other communities right now are fighting that, too. I know they're fighting that, I think, today, tonight in Lakewood, as a matter of fact. It's either tonight or it was last night, trying to get that city council to uh, reduce that mill levy there. That uh, That's so important. You know, we have HH, which is coming up on the ballot here. And... Uh, it's been purported to be something that would lower the property taxes, but it doesn't. What it, it might give you some small temporary relief in property taxes, but what it will do is take all of the Tabor refunds. You'll all recall those $700 checks that Governor Polis sent out last year and this year and was saying, oh, you know, look, I'm giving you all this money. Well, that's actually your money. That's the, the excess taxes that the state collected and could not keep and had to return. If HH passes, you know, that will take away that uh, refund. They can collect what they want. So it's very important that that, that goes down. And uh, you can tell that it's a tax increase because it is on the ballot. You don't need to put a tax decrease on the ballot. You can decrease taxes anytime you want. And the place where property taxes are impacted are mill levies, which uh, are, if you look at your property tax bill, you'll see there's, you know, some goes to the school and other entities. Well, those school boards, uh, they need to reduce those mill levies. That's where you get your reduction in property taxes. So all of that stuff is is really important. Uh, so, you know, check out all the information on HH and vote accordingly, uh, you know, those property taxes are, are set to double, and it's, uh, it, the legislature needs to go back in and fix this issue that they've created. One of the things that Kim always talks about is reading great books, and I really took that to heart. So one of the great books that I would recommend it was written by Thomas Sowell. It's called Conversational Essays. Not conversational, controversial essays. I, I, although I don't find all of them so controversial, but I highly recommend looking at his book. He has, uh, through the years, written many essays and on uh, many issues, and 
um, some of the things in this book. It, he also covers property taxes and property rights. Um, I recommend taking a look at that book. That's uh, one of the places you can find a lot of information, good information, and ways to view many topics. So that is um, another really important thing to do. And listening to great music. There's a lot of that on the Epic Times. Time to go to break. All right. Let's see. See, we do this because of great sponsors like Karen Levine. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You can do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back. I'm Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of the ADA Drive-In Theater, and pleased to host the show today for Kim Monson. She's out, but hopefully returning soon. The website is KimMonson.com. Check out Kim's voter guide there and sign up for her email. You'll get a first look of all of the upcoming guests as well as the most recent essays. We are going to have uh, some guests at this next segment. Uh, on the line is Stephen Peck and Dave DiCarlo. Stephen uh, Peck is the uh, Douglas County GOP chair and Doug Coe School Board candidate Dave DiCarlo. We're going to talk about the uh, why to vote no on Douglas County School District property taxes 5A and 5B in those school board races. Welcome to the show, Stephen and Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us on the show. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's very good yeah, to have you. Yeah. So why on why no on Douglas County School District property taxes, Stephen? Sorry, say that one more time, Susan. Why no on Douglas County School oh. District property taxes? 
Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, um, Susan, I uh, when I was on the school board back in 2017, um, per pupil revenue, the PPR was about $7,300 per student. <clears throat> and today it's gone up to $10,100 per student. And over that same period of time, there's actually been a decrease in the number of students enrolled at the district. So while the uh, enrollment has been flat over the last 10 years, down over the last five, revenue has gone up. So it kind of, it's, it's perplexing to me why the district would be asking for money when they've already received more in taxes uh, a couple of years ago and enrollments down. Yeah, that's a, quite an increase. One of the things that always stuns me about these school district uh, increases is that you, they've never, they never seem to come out and say, well, you know, we've looked at our budget and we can reduce here, here, and here. I find it um, uh, odd that there are never any, uh, you know, there's never any discussion about things where they, places where they might have saved money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I I um, I think a lot of people have questions about where where their uh, current funding goes. Um, but actually, I would like to kick it over to uh, Dave because he to answer that question because Dave has uh, been debating this topic and um, is probably more up to date with the most recent information about you know where the money is going and how it could be spent better. That sounds great. Good morning. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Well, the the information provided is correct. We're fifty three million dollars up on the state portion of our funding year over year, which is a ten percent increase in a single year. And I know of no working families, and I certainly know of no senior citizens that are receiving that amount of increase. And we've also got at the same time property taxes jumping through the roof. Cost of living is up in the uh, sharply. What we will be told is, well, it's up for the school district too. Yes, but the school district has kept double the pace of inflation for the past six years on average. And our families in Douglas County simply have not, to to put it bluntly, if, if, I'm, if I am elected, what, what I would want is a top-down budget review. This happened back post-2010 where the board literally went through the budget line by line, looked for redundancies, looked for waste, looked for ways to save money. Because that's what our families and especially our seniors are going through right now. They're making choices every time they go to the grocery store. They're making choices as to whether or not to drive this trip or not with the cost of fuel. The school district should be sensitive to that and should be leading the way and helping the process of teaching children the difference between wants and needs. And they are sharply different. Yes, I couldn't agree more. That difference between wants and needs uh, is uh, is very helpful for everyone. And right now, I agree. Most families, it's all wants. I mean, it's all it's all needs, not wants. Have has anybody ever, to your knowledge, done a study to see how much it actually costs to educate a child? Why is it that it costs so much in these school districts? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Number one, and, and probably the, it's a rabbit hole, I don't know that we want to go down, but it's the amount of money that goes into the retirement fund mm. as opposed to the amount of money that's hitting the classroom. The other problem you have is 
school budget, the general fund side, it's completely fungible. So when you raise taxes like they did in 2018, two things happen. We raised it in 2018, we collected it in 2019, 2020. It was distributed in 2021, and the state cut us $30 million the same year. So pretty much every time we raise the local portion, the state cuts money out on their end. What we do is continue to send all the money we've sent to the state, plus we've increased our local uh, burden permanently moving forward in this particular case by $66 million a year. This continues time and time and time again. And the claim is that we pay less, that we are not close to what you know the market will bear, but the fact of the matter is those statistics are cherry-picked. We look at one area gross pay, not at total compensation. And we also have to keep in mind every time that we're compared to a district north of us, those are urban slash suburban districts. We are suburban slash rural. We are a completely different type of district and we are one of the largest in the state. We have challenges other districts don't have. Right. Susan, if I could, I'd like to jump in and and highlight what Dave uh, DiCarlo just said. Yes, absolutely. Para is the largest driver, the largest overhead item, line item, that's probably contributing to the overall cost of educating uh, uh, one student. It's also worth reminding listeners that there is zero relationship between the amount of money spent on a child's education and academic outcomes. There's this persistent belief that if you spend more money, you'll get better results. That's been proven to be false over and over and over again. So um, what we need to be doing is what Dave's highlighting, being more disciplined with the dollars that we've been given. Right, like all the families now in Douglas County and around the state, uh, around the country actually, uh, everybody's getting very tight with those dollars. And to just... um, continually increasing it without uh, tying it to specific needs and talking about places where things could be cut in the budget is, is just an abdication of responsibility. Um, so, Dave, you are running for school board. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what got you into that race. Well, it, there are a lot of reasons that got me into the race, but what what the deciding final factor was, I was at a, an executive committee meeting uh, beginning of the year, right after the public said no to a tax increase, and the school board president was there to let us know that they would be putting it back on the ballot this year. And it was unconscionable to me. I look at price of goods and services, as we probably all know, Moody and Fitch came out to let us know that American families spend $700 more a month than two years ago for the exact same goods and services. I I looked at this and I said, this is tone deaf. This is like, you know, the kids in the back seat saying, can we go to McDonald's after you've already told them, no, we're going home. And I just said to myself, nobody is talking about this. And to this day, I am the only candidate in any of the three races of the seven people running that is a no on taxes. I'm only also the only candidate endorsed by the Republican party and a cadre of who's who from conservative uh, elected folks here in Douglas County over the last 20 years. I'm the conservative anchor. There are conservatives of comparison, and what I mean by that is if you compare 
folks to Bernie Sanders, they, they're conservative. And then there's conservatives of conviction. I am the latter. I, I live my life conservatively. I, I abide by conservative principles in every area of my life. And I don't see that happening on this board. And that is why I decided to run. That's very hard to find, uh, somebody who sticks to their uh, principles. You know, how many times have we elected people, Ken Buck would be an example, and those those principles just go right out the window. And I, I honestly think that's why uh, electing candidates who will stick to principle is the most important, one of the most important um, aspects. Uh, pragmatism gets us right back where we were. But sticking to those principles, I think, will help correct some of the uh, abuses that we're watching. So who can vote in the Douglas County School Board uh, elections? Well, it's uh, it's countywide. So if you're a voter, a registered voter in the county, you can vote. Uh, there are three different districts. However, the only requirement is that you live in that district. Everyone in the county gets to vote in each district. Okay, and I think those ballots are, are have already been mailed, have they not? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So look in your – be sure to watch your mail for those. Um, another important yeah, – Susan, can, can I jump in on that? Sure, on Stephen. That voting piece. Um, <clears throat> so one of the, the priorities I have as the chair of the Douglas County Republican Party is to encourage people to vote as early as possible because that saves us from the ballot chase, which is time-consuming and costly. So if you're uh, listening this morning and you've got your ballot and it's maybe sitting on your kitchen table, please, please, please fill that out and turn it in as soon as you're able. And I think you can and track those ballots too, can't you? You can find out when you've turned it in and when you, you know when they've actually counted it. Yes, yes. And, and uh, the recommendation uh, is that you, you either uh, drop it off at one of the designated drop uh, sites, not, not uh, avoid putting it in the mail if you can. Right. Make sure that that ballot gets there. Um, now, one other question I'd like to go back to Dave, uh, if you can quickly answer this one thing that's super important these days is your sp- perspective on parental rights because we see school boards taking those away. Absolutely, we see that. The parent directs the education, period. The school district does not direct over the parent the the building exists the staff exists the system exists to serve the child it is not the government's child that child is a part of the family and the parents lead that family so as far as i'm concerned any policy that that a board passes must be passed while keeping that in mind you are serving this child you are serving this family not the other way around when government becomes the top of the pyramid we have a problem government serves the people not the other way around that's right uh and how about the the curriculum aspects uh we have seen terrible curriculum come through our schools and some terrible things in our school libraries uh what are your perspectives on that It's the same thing. The parent directs it. So with regard to literature in the library, we have no place in in, in libraries for pornography. And if a child has to have a permission slip to watch a PG-13 movie, the parent should certainly have some control over what type of literature they're seeing or what's available to them. It's that simple. It's the parent's moral compass, the family's values 
not societies, not pop cultures, not you know uh, a cause du jour. It is the, the family's values that the school district needs to be respectful of and backing up. Great. Um, uh, th thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Stephen Peck, the Douglas County GOP Chair, and Dave DiCarlo, candidate for Douglas County School Boards. Make sure you check, uh, check out your ballot, and um, thank you for joining us today, gentlemen, so we could have this conversation. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for the opportunity. And we get to have these great conversations because of our great sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Franktown Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the show. I'm Susan Kochevar, owner of the 88 Drive-In Theater, sitting in for Kim Monson today. Kim's out, but she'll be back. Uh, you'll want to make sure you check out Kim's Voter Guide at her website, KimMonson.com. You can also email Kim at Kim at KimMonson.com. On that website, you can check out all of her many essays that uh, many of us have written for the, the, the website there, it's a lot of really great information there, a lot of really good thought. So be sure to check that out. And um, we'd like to thank you for contributing to support our independent voice and exercising our right of freedom of speech. That is 
paramount to maintaining our liberty. Uh, once again, Perspectives 101 is holding a screening of a climate conversation this Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. in Loveland. Email perspectives101.info at gmail.com for more information. You will love that. Kim hosts the um, climate conversation documentary, and it is well worth your time. So um, let's talk a little bit more about Thomas Sowell and his controversial essays book. As you know, uh, Thomas Sowell started out as, as a Marxist in his young life, and he uh, talks about uh, you know being angry all the time, and he got to be I, 25 or 30, I think it was, and he found himself at some um, protest where things were being burned and looted, and he decided, you know, he said to himself, what am I doing? This isn't productive, and started doing a lot of reading and learning and changed his views. Uh, he is one of, I think, America's greatest thinkers. It's too bad he didn't run for president or be appointed as a Supreme Court justice. I think he would have been fantastic. And in his book, he talks about so many different topics, and it's, it gives you an unusual perspective on topics. Um, one of the things he'll talk about is if you see people you know, looting these days, they're not looting to get food. They're looting to get Louis Vuitton purses or iPhones or other expensive things like that. Uh, it's 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 not uh, even something you can understand anymore. It's just you know, sort of just pillaging to pillage. Um, it's um, he, he has some really interesting perspectives on some of that stuff. He talks in his book about lots of different economic issues. That's uh, one of the main. Um, Areas that he talks about in things of you know things like drugs and politics and uh, real revolutionaries and um, no sense on proportion headline news. It's got a lot of really great articles in um, in that section. And then he goes on to talk about racial issues, political issues, legal issues, social issues. Um, what are a couple of the social issues? Let's see here. Um, boomers and boomerangs, unusual titles. Deep trouble from uh, shallow people. Uh, Thanksgiving and fairness. Um, all kinds of different uh, topics he has in here. I know one of the topics he was going over was uh, how people always bash the rich for things like, say, they buy ten thousand, put put ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars into the purchase of a really old camera to kind of preserve that particular artifact, and he says that's actually a good thing. It's one of the things they get bashed for spending their money on, but he says it's better than spending their money on preserving a, a giant private park because he says you know when that is taken out of the market, then you know fewer homes can be built, and when more homes are built price of the homes go down. So he talks about how the things that pe rich people are often bashed for are not, um, are, should they should not be <laughs> spending their money on, on things like that. I know, uh, I remember when Joe, I think it was Joe Biden, had uh, a yacht back, or maybe it was John Kerry, one of those two. At any rate, they, they spent all this massive money on a yacht that they had uh, 
you know, docked there uh, off of Massachusetts, I think it was. And somebody came through and decided that, uh, you know, they should be, that the people that own those yachts should be heavily taxed. So what happened after that tax was imposed was all the people that worked to, to build yachts and to maintain them, all the kids that had summer jobs cleaning them, all of that went away. And the people who docked their yachts there went someplace else that was cheaper, all the wealthy people. So um, that those you know that's the implication of taxes and regulations and what happens when people decide they're going to tax the rich. They taxed all the people who really needed the jobs, the college students and others, right out of work. All the people that built the yachts, it's, uh, those taxes and regulations have impacts. Policy has impacts. And boy, do we see that now more than ever with the policies that the Biden administration is trying to put into place. Um, it's just, it's destroying our country. It really is. And uh, people are really struggling these days. So, um, getting back to our Thomas Sowell book and some of the other things that he um, has pointed out here. He says, in politically correct California, there are two things you must believe in if you want to be regarded as a decent human being, open spaces and affordable housing, which was just the point I was making about the rich people, uh, you know, buying up a whole bunch of land to, you know, make a giant park that nobody else can use. Um, he says, the fact that these two things uh, contradict each other is interest is of the interest only to those who are old-fashioned enough to take logic and evidence seriously. Economists may talk about how supply and demand determine prices, but in California, there is not the slightest discussion of the the very possibility that reducing the supply of land by taking it off the market drives up the remaining land and the houses built on it. Here uh, on the left coast, high prices are considered inexplicable or inexplicable only by greed or explicable only by greed on the part of the landlords. Presumably other landlords in other places are just nicer people. (laughs) It's a, I highly recommend the book. Pandering to the Anointed is the title of that chapter. And um, the politically correct left uh, causes is causing all of this commotion and turmoil in our economy, driving up prices and making it harder for people to live. I want to also make this point. You said affordable housing. Uh, the left's using that as the pretty words for the whole thing for subsidized housing, which mm-hmm. are not the same. The subsidized housing benefits the PBIs, which is bigger po- Yeah, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. Absolutely. They uh, set up these affordable housing, and, and it's, you know, they, they get all this government money, and I don't think that money's tracked very well. So it's, you know, they're just paying these people to, to build something that isn't necessarily wanted in the market. It, um, it's not affordable for anybody. In the That's end. right. Government can't spend the money better than the individual can spend their own money. And um, the, the affordable housing winds up um, just not being very well taken care of. Kim likes to say, if it's a good idea, you shouldn't force people to do it. Absolutely. No force is necessary. Um, and uh, certainly we've seen how they put in um, all of the light rail next to all the affordable housing, and all the light rail is empty. Uh, what a mess that, that this 
they make when they try to impose all of these ideas on people. It's not what the market wants. It's, it's living according to one person's idea, and that's not freedom. That's right. It's not freedom. It's force. It's force. Absolutely. So, um, once again, we're having a gorgeous fall, and uh, you want to come on out and see our movies this week. I think we're going to go to break here pretty shortly. Wonderful. Um, so the end of the show quote is today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. You are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. their guests and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station. KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. Another hour of the Kim Munson Show is coming up after the news on KLZ 560. East Room at 1130 this morning, Eastern. Tonight at 6, Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and his partner Jody Hayden will meet the President and First Lady in the South Portico part of the White House. Federal prosecutors will reportedly sit down for a couple of closed-door interviews this week as part of the House Judiciary Committee's investigation into alleged politicization of the Hunter Biden investigation. U.S. Attorney for the Central District of California, Martin Estrada, is set to meet with the committee today while the Justice Department Tax Division Attorney Stuart Goldberg will meet tomorrow. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz is proposing... It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there are special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that people still really prefer freedom over government force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Welcome back. I'm Susan Kochevar and pleased to uh, host the show today for Kim, who is out. She will be back soon. A family emergency, so we send our prayers uh, to her and her family. Uh, the website is KimMonson.com. Check out uh, Kim's website. She has lots of great essays there with uh, all, many writers. They're very worth your time. Uh, check out Kim's voter guide there as well. That's very important. November 4th is coming up. These elections are uh, 
increasingly more important. So uh, make sure you go through that and understand what's on that. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get a first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as the most recent essays. Um, as I mentioned there, you can email Kim at Kim at KimMonson.com. Thank you for contributing uh, to support our independent voice and exercising our right of free speech. Kim is a small business with a radio show, and uh, we really appreciate everything she does. Something that should be on your bucket list is to visit the Center for American Values located on the beautiful Riverwalk in Pueblo. The Center for American Values was co-founded by Medal of Honor recipient Drew Dix and Emmy Award winning documentary maker Brad Padula. The center is focused on honoring our our Medal of Honor, if I can get past that word, recipients and teaching and upholding the principles of America honor, integrity, and patriotism. For more information, check out their website at AmericanValuesCenter.org. Perspectives 101 is holding a screening of a climate conversation this Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. In Loveland, you'll want to make sure you go and check that out. Um, I have watched that uh, climate conversation, and it is fantastic. It gives you tremendous talking points and a much better understanding of what actually goes into climate and how the current uh, propaganda about uh, global warming is um, has some very big holes in its logic. So I highly recommend looking uh, watching that video. You can email perspectives101.info at gmail.com for more information. And uh, we'd like to welcome uh, Dr. Joe Vecchio in for um, a conversation this second half hour. Uh, we'll be talking about net neutrality and all the money that the Biden administration is dumping into that. Anything they dump money into uh, causes me a lot of concern. It, they uh, don't seem to be dumping money into anything productive. In fact, uh, I would say they're wasting money and causing um, it, it's going to cause a lot of heartache, I think, for our our families and our children going forward with all the money that those folks have spent on wars and, and every other topic they can think of. But uh, first, we'll talk about the uh, word of the day, which is capitalism. And I have a quote from Ayn Rand that I'd like to read about that. If I can just get to that here quickly. Here we go. She says, capitalism was the only system in history where wealth was not acquired by looting, but by production, not by force, but by trade. The only system that stood for man's rights in his, to his own mind, his own work, his own life, to his own happiness, and to himself. And I uh, would agree with that. Um, you know, capitalism has made our country uh, one of the most productive countries in history, you can see um, if you if you look at timelines and production, how much uh, it's like a hockey stick. When once uh, our country was established, and uh, it, you know our constitution was implemented, production and um, industry really took off. So I think we're all set. I'd like to uh, introduce uh, Dr. Jovecchio, and we will 
have a conversation about net neutrality. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody, depending on when they're listening. It's so fun to be here with Susan. She and I have known each other since 2010, probably. Yeah, that'd be right. Right, and you have been working with this radio station off and on forever, so it's really fun to hear your voice on air. Thank you. Yes, started out with Grassroots Radio all those years ago. <laughs> yep, yep. Those are the those are the fun days. Wild. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, had we known what was going to happen in the future, oh my gosh, a lot of things we talked about then, you know, um, it just escalated. Well, and, and and we knew things were getting worse and worse, and every election is like, this is the last chance we have. This is mm-hmm. the last chance we have. So we knew things were getting bad, and if something didn't change drastically, they were going to get worse and worse. And now it's, you know, practically biblical. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Had no idea it would get like this. Right. I don't think that we understood at that time that the elections were being, we'll say, engineered to the extent that they were. I don't, you know, we didn't, I don't think, discover that until uh, Trump was elected and mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton had her giant fit. Right, exactly. Then you kind of knew something was what how did she seem to know and yeah very yeah. strange something's really off and i heard trump the other day say that this is actually obama's third term he thinks uh, obama's orchestrating this you know and he has most of his uh his his prior administration in, in place yeah in right. the joe biden administration including his ukraine people right yes uh, right the uh, Victoria Newland mm-hmm. in Ukraine. She was there in the 2014 for that color revolution mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, overthrow of that otherwise elected government. Yes, and, and she's and she's right back there doing the same thing again. Isn't it fascinating? They, they just like the churn and burn of war, don't they? Yeah, they just, absolutely. Just and it's getting worse right now. I'm just looking at some of the headlines this morning. It's yeah, it's coming around from all sides. Our, yeah, yeah. Everybody's everybody's getting jumping in to get involved, and the United States seems to not really know where they stand. No, they seem to be, uh, you know, providing enemies support at the same time that they are encouraging uh, Israel to to fight back. Right, sending yeah, sending more money to Iran. Uh, didn't renew the sanctions on Iran, I guess. And uh, now that you know, once once BRICS because uh, Iran is going to be part of that BRICS coalition. Mm-hmm. And once once that happens, then we can we can try to sanction them all they want, because I don't know if folks understand when 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 we talk about sanctions being imposed on a country, the nature of that sanctions is called the SWIFT system. And it's a rapid payment system because the U.S. dollar right now for just a short while longer is is the world international currency for trade. So every country has to change their currency into U.S. dollars. Those U.S. dollars are the only, it's the only currency that can be used for trade between countries. So then the the accepting country of the transaction accepts the U.S. dollars, changes it back into their currency. All this happens, all trade internationally has to occur in U.S. dollars. So the SWIFT system is a rapid, tra- uh, is a rapid um, currency exchange system. Well, when we do sanctions, what we're doing is limiting or eliminating a country's ability to use that SWIFT system because that's controlled by the United States, apparently. So if, if they can't change their currency into U.S. dollars for international trade, that's how they get sanctioned. I never quite understood that until recently. 
But if this BRICS if this BRICS arrangement goes through, and Iran is one of the new one of the six new countries admitted to the BRICS coalition, then we can we can limit their access to the SWIFT system all we want, but they don't need it because they won't be trading in U.S. dollars anymore. That's part of that's the BRICS thing. They don't need they're they're rejecting you the U.S. dollar for petroleum purchases, oil oil purchases, and for international transactions. So there go our ability there goes our ability to sanction countries. Yeah, that will really, really weaken the United States in terms of being able to protect ourselves and uh, you know, we've been sort of the world's police, so protect them that way also. Exactly, exactly. Not just <laughs> well of course maybe that's the, gonna be the least of our issues when the US dollars start flowing back into the into the United States, you know, if those countries, if there's some, isn't some method for exchanging um, <laughs> currency so that we don't get inundated with U.S. dollars that have been flying around the world for decades and decades, can you imagine the inflation? Oh, yeah. And the U.S. dollar is going to, I believe it's, I don't know how they're going to keep it from collapsing completely in the next few in the next few years. But that also kind of brings us up to this net neutrality because every country well, at least 120 countries in the world right now are working on CBDCs their own version of a central bank digital currency right so you think about internet broadband in internet infrastructure and why the government seems to think that they absolutely have to expand internet everywhere now it's not the proper role of government unless government needs the internet to operate at a certain speed and be everywhere so that they can impose some government program like central bank digital currency right that's right uh we're talking with uh, dr joe vecchio and uh, we are going to uh, go to one of our great sponsors that help us Roger Mangan. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. 
Welcome back to the Kim Monson Show. This is Susan Kochevar sitting in for Kim. She is out for a few days and will return shortly. Uh, we are in studio with Dr. Joe Vecchio. You know her. She's been on the show many times. And we're having a conversation about net neutrality and why is the Biden administration talking about putting a billion dollars in forty-two billion dollars in infrastructure, and this this actually came about. I think they announced uh, it, it was passed in the infrastructure bill, but the forty-two billion dollars was just kind of earmarked as of I think May or June of twenty-three. May, yeah, it may have even been earlier than that. That it was uh, th- that it was uh, earmarked for specifically for internet infrastructure for high speed internet uh, in in less in more rural areas and mm-hmm. so forth places that don't necessarily have it. I mean, where where I'm living in a little area of horse properties surrounded by suburbs, we don't have high speed internet. Some people have paid to have it brought into their home, mm-hmm. a little extravagant. So we don't really have the super high speed, but at the same time, um, and, and as a radiologist, if I wanted to transfer radiology images so I could read studies from home, you'd have to have high speed internet. Some telemedicine uh, requires high speed internet. Some you know, some businesses are going to require a high speed internet to operate, but for the most part. You don't really need it. The speeds are pretty fast for everybody to do what they need. So you kind of wonder, I don't know what the broadband or Internet requirements will be for central bank digital currency. But if you really want true central bank digital currency where paper money and, and paper currency or hard currency isn't used at all, like in Beijing, China, then you need to have some, everyone needs to have access to a certain kind of internet or bandwidth, I would imagine. Yeah, I imagine. I know we just started, uh, you know, I have the ADA driving and we started a new program, a new film sort of entertainment with the Taylor Swift program, and we did all online ticketing. And it was very strange for my staff for the first time we'd go out to the box office and you, the kids just took their cell phones because you just use a QR code for everything to check people in and customers paid for everything online. There's no cash exchange. Convenient, really cool process. Um, but at the same time, that also means somebody else is collecting my money and somebody else takes a chunk out of that every time it That's gets to me. That's a good point. But they do that because of convenience and so they dangle that carrot out there look 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 how convenient this is you know the government will pay for this i have a house out in east texas and they're going through and putting that uh high-speed internet everywhere out there rurally and it's very concerning what they give you they can take away so with the internet banking in china if they decide that you have a credit score or a social score they don't like they can cut you off Right. They can take money out of your account. They can completely freeze your account. They can delete your identity. These things are programmable you could, because the central bank digital currencies will require a digital ID. That's the key, folks, is the digital ID. They're going to tell you that the CBDCs are going to be like cryptocurrency. No, they're not. You can have cryptocurrency, but you can still take a dollar bill and go and purchase something. You can still transact with another person through hard currency Mm -hmm. and it still means something 
when you have or or you can have gold and silver transactions whatever you'll still be able to do that part but the hard currency will will not be accepted anywhere and like in Beijing China and it's going to take it'll take several years for that transition and we we don't know what that's going to look like yet nobody has actually um, is is full on in to the CBDCs yet. I think there's some Caribbean islands that are ahead of everybody else. A bunch of the Grenadines Mm -hmm. uh, seem to be ahead uh, for implementing it. But Beijing, China, obviously, is the first one. So we do know that system. They've had it for a long time. Where in Beijing, you can't use cash or credit cards. Everything is on your phone. But also, when you talk about the high-speed Internet going everywhere, you're talking about 5G everywhere. Right. 5G is not about faster Internet speeds. 5G is about data collection and surveillance. And I mean surveillance with camera surveillance. In Beijing, China, there is one camera for every three people. They are, there's facial recognition going on up and down the streets through those 5G cameras all the time on a on a 5g tower and well and they can put these little 5g cameras on just they can just slap it on and the installation it it literally takes about five minutes to install a 5g camera on any street corner on any building on a, a light post or a lamp post they're all over the place. When you really start looking at them you're gonna see them everywhere. And they're being installed all over the place here in Colorado at a really rapid pace. Yeah, that's that's really frightening. I saw a documentary, I think it was on the Epic Times, actually. They were showing a clip uh, about what's going on in China, and they were uh, shaming people who had uh, a bad social score right. all over their Internet. Uh, you know, don't do business with these people. They, right. You know, they, post your, your, they post your picture, yep. your name, your address. Yep. And then and then because China, that's, that was been there that's been part of their mo is to pit citizens against each other even family members against each other children literally in during the revolution in the red guard and all mm-hmm. that with the young kids it's like the hitler youth where there are kids that killed their parents yeah. because the you know mao said that their parents weren't behaving properly and you know, these kids were so indoctrinated. Yeah, and you can kind of see that coming through our schools now with um, some of the CRT and different things that they're teaching, and the transitioning of children and not telling the, the, the having the children not tell the parents right. uh, what they're doing. That is also that sort of a wedge in between the parent and the child, uh, and that sort of reporting on the parent. It it's, it's frightening. Well, and you think about how many kids. You know, when we were kids, oh, my parents don't they don't know anything. Right. Right. You know, especially when you're a teenager or college, my parents, they don't know anything. Right. So it doesn't take that much for, for a kid to get that attitude all, you know, and, and have it amplified to the point where they are feeling justified in acting on it. Oh, yeah. And, well, the other thing that they're teaching in the schools, too, is activism. More than they're actually teaching any information, it's, you know, climate activism. Activ- Activism. So there you have a child who's been told, oh, your parents don't know anything and they're wrong. And here's how you become an activist and fight against that. Right. Ooh, that's a really bad combination. Right, right. Or, yeah, the, the, and the schools are being set up to be the replacement for a parental structure mm-hmm. and a family structure, right? Right. The family unit is not sustainable according to Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and the Great Reset. They have to. 
They have to break up the family units so that they can control people individually. They don't want us to have any sort of support system mm-hmm. that they can't control, and they want the support. They want us to all look to the government to be their support system, they to do. be their family, to be their savior, their their religion, and everything else. Yes, uh, yeah, it gets want. it gets sold as you know this is for your safety and your protection, and the government will look after you. Well, governments can't care about you. There's too many people. First and foremost, government does not care about you. It cannot. It's we're in a really bad spot. Right. Right, exactly. So, and, and really, we can, with this net neutrality, and the, this net neutrality, you, you remember years ago they were talking about net, net neutrality, but that was on, like, talk radio, Yeah, right? and subject matter kind of thing. Right. You, know, and, you have and to present television. both sides. Right, and, and that was called net neutrality. Well, now they're calling it net neutrality, but it's something totally different. So today's net neutrality is internet neutrality but it's not neutrality in content it's meant to be uh and and they're calling it neutrality which is a it's a a weird use of the word what they're really doing and and this started with obama it was repealed by trump and now biden's bringing it back in you know Mm -hmm. just redoing what obama did it treats the internet service providers the isps like Verizon or AT&T, Comcast, CenturyLink. It, it treats the Internet providers as if they are a utility based on Title II of the Communication Act of 1934 that was passed by FDR. Now, the Internet service providers are considered just a, a common... Or, um, let's see here. I can't remember. I think they're just a service... They're just a provider. Mm-hmm. But now they'll be changed to consider to be um, considered a common carrier, and that means that the government can then regulate them, right, and control yeah. them and tell them what they can and can't do. If that happens, and I think they're in the process right now, they are getting uh, what do they get? They get feedback, um, like they request comment. Comment, yeah. Right, request for comment. So they're in that process now. I'm not sure how long that goes on but if they pass this and and the isps become part of the uh, considered like a utility and then they expand all of this internet and 5g surveillance data collection across the country and the infrastructure just think what kind of control the government can have over what we will 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 not be able to see. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I talked about with Kim once before, so let's kind of put all of this together. There's a thing called ICANN, I-C-A-N-N, it's all capital letters. The, the government, through the Department of Defense, started working on the internet years ago, and then the FCC took over the Internet. So it used to be the Department of Defense that would issue things like um, I, uh, URLs, mm-hmm, right, right, and, and domain names, things like that. So, so our government controlled it. Then it got taken over by the FCC, so still our government was controlling it. Well, then, and I can't remember what year it was, but the FCC turned over control of Internet domain names and URLs to a group of multi-stakeholders and non-government 
organizations. Yikes. International. So you know that they're you know that they're a globalist group. All righty, we're going to um, hold on uh, to that thought right there and continue this discussion after the break. Johnny Stubbs Services uses only the best quality products to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts is available to provide the proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services prides themselves on delivering prompt and reliable service and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. JohnnyStubbsServices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbsServices.com. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You can do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back. I'm Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. I'm pleased to host the show for Kim Monson this morning. She's out for a few days, and she will be returning soon. The website for the Kim Monson Show is KimMonson.com. Check out Kim's voter guide there. Once again, the election is right around the corner, and the, you should probably have your ballot already or be receiving it very shortly in the mail. And you'll want to sign up for the weekly email newsletter. You'll get your first look at all the upcoming guests as well as the most recent essays. And there are a lot of um, great contributors there. Uh, the email is Kim Monson at KimMonson.com if you have comments or something you'd like to share with Kim. Thank you for contributing to the support of the independent voice, our voice, and exercising our right of free speech is so important uh, especially with the conversation that we're having this hour about internet neutrality perspectives 101 is holding a screening of a climate conversation this friday october 27th at 6 p.m in loveland email perspectives at 101.info at gmail.com for more information uh, a great great documentary i can't um recommend it enough through all of Kim's work with the veterans, she is honoring, she's honored to highlight the USMC Memorial Foundation and all of the work that they are doing to raise money to remodel the official USMC Memorial, which is located right here in Golden, Colorado at 6th and Colfax. Paula Sarles is president of the foundation. She is a Marine veteran and a Gold Star wife. Paula and her team are working diligently to bring the remodel to, uh, to reality. 
So that's very exciting. You can help by donating at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And now we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Jill Vecchio. I was mentioning those essays on Kim's website, and I wrote one about Edward Snowden. You know, many people, yeah, many people insisted that he was a traitor, but he uh, stuck to his constitutional principles when he came out all those years ago and talked about the NSA and everything that was being collected. He was raising the alarm bells, and I hear they're building another uh, NSA facility probably to store all that information that 5G will be collecting. Oh, apparently, it's so funny you mentioned that because I just saw a talk. It was done a few years ago, though, by a CIA whistleblower who said that uh, we're actually storing a lot of that information uh, overseas in other countries. Thanks. And then, you know, and in the cloud. Right. right? The cloud. The, you know, I'm sorry, the cloud loses a lot of my contact information. Right. right? <laughs> Things tend to disappear in the cloud. They do. I, I find a lot of times, yes. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, if there's any small glimmer of hope I have in all of this, it's that it's, uh, for all their talk, it's still not perfect. Siri doesn't answer questions very well still, and information gets lost. So, um, The weirdest thing happened... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, because I, I give a lot of talks, so I'll have emails and texts and then, you know, calendar entries. So three email, text, calendar entries for every talk that I do. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had a talk one night, you know, you know in a couple of days. I knew I was going to have a talk. I could not find all the emails had been deleted. The calendar entry was deleted, and all of the texts were deleted. Just for that one event, it was freaky. And it's like, how could I, I? I'm not that coordinated to do all that, and there would be no reason for me to delete. You know, you delete the event. You right. don't delete every communication with it. No. Thankfully, I remembered the person, and I still had her contact information, and I said, wow, this is so strange. This is, everything was deleted off my phone. And, you know, they, and doing what you and I do, you, yeah. you immediately you go, how did they do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, was it really me? Did I do it in my sleep or something? Or what actually happened? It, yeah, it, just, it's kinda, it was just kind of freaky. Well, we know they've been getting into people's computers. They got into Cheryl Atkinson's, uh, that reporter's uh, computer. She woke up one night and her mouse was moving around her um, computer. Turns out the Obama administration, I think it was Obama administration, right. got into her computer because the she CIA. was. CIA. Yeah, she yeah. was reporting on Fast and Furious, and they wanted to see what she was doing. Right, isn't that amazing? Well, I, and I've also heard that they, and, and this has been confirmed by a couple of um, inside people in the government that I've met over the years. The CIA and and any three later three letter agencies can hack your computer and put things on there or take things off like apparently one of their big control mo's right is to um or or, uh compromise Mm -hmm. mo's is to put child pornography on somebody's computer right and then say oh son of a gun maybe uh maybe you need to consider your your house vote next week or we'll expose this yeah that's what i i suspect might be happening we have uh, representatives who were recently very good and now don't seem to be. And I wonder right. if they didn't compromise them 
or they could have compromised uh, somebody in their family. Right. You know, there's a lot right. of ways to put pressure on people, and it's, it's no different than dealing with the mafia, is exactly. it? And, and there, there's a lot of evidence. Whitney Webb wrote, wrote two really great books, a two-volume set. Whitney mm-hmm. Webb, right? Um, United, uh, what is it? Uh, One Nation Under Blackmail. Right. Is the is series, and she eventually, the second volume is on Epstein, but man, oh man, mm-hmm. she has so much information on the interactions of the mafia and the CIA and the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover right. and, all, and all that, that is, is very convincing. I mean, she just has so much information and so much documentation. It's outrageous. She does. And she's she's American, but she's living in Peru, I think, now. I think Chile. She was in Peru for a while. I think it was of the Glenn Beck yeah. An interview, but at the same time, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. You, know? <laughs> you can, yeah, and you can find her podcast too. I think on Spotify or one of those. Uh, I highly recommend going and listening to those. Uh, it'll raise the hair on your arm. Her level of research is outrageous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really frightening things going on. So, so, uh, Webb. so, so let's go back now and, and considering what we just talked about with the ICAN, I C A N N, all capital letters. A non-governmental multi-stakeholder. I love that they call everybody's a stakeholder except us, little people. Yes. Right? Everybody that's in the elite power structure is considered a stakeholder, but we're not. And non-governmental organizations have been given the authority to privately uh, control all the domain names and URLs for the entire Internet. There's so much wrong in all of that. And uh, their, yeah, and, the, and their motto is <laughs> one world, one internet. Yikes. Well. So what does that tell you? The whole one world order, it's, it's a, the whole globalist agenda, 21 great mm-hmm. reset. Their plan, their evil plan is working to a T. It is. I remember when I thought Alex Jones was a nut. And I remember the first time I ran for office, uh, which uh, quite a number of years ago, uh, I think it was 2016, you couldn't even bring up uh, the, um, was it? that protocol agenda 21 oh right you couldn't even know don't bring up any of that you'll sound like a nut right and i was attacked many times for even just asking somebody mm-hmm. have you heard of agenda 21 oh my god that's such a conspiracy theory i can't believe you're even bring that up yeah commonly i would hear people <laughs> say um don't chalk up to conspiracy theory what you can chalk up to stupidity and actually i think that's the other way around it's absolutely the other way around because their plan has been so brilliant it has but, it, yeah. it's it's terrible and frightening all at the same time that something that big can work right right that, and they've just executed it so patiently and, and behind the scenes and on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Both sides of the aisle. They've got a they huge have. network. Um, and, and like when Trump says he had no idea how big and deep and wide the swamp was, I don't think any of us have an idea. No, I, I totally um, think I can understand what he was saying. I think he's right about that. Absolutely. Now, you so, so let's go down. Let's go down the list here of, of what they... When you look at the three things of this changing Internet service providers to be considered utilities and therefore necessary and Mm -hmm. necessary for the government to get involved, necessary for government to set up the infrastructure and oversee and regulate the ISPs a lot more heavily, right? Do you think Mm -hmm. that's going to make it more efficient? Absolutely not. It's going to make it more controlled. So, But if the government also is going to have central bank digital currency... 
And if they're going to be able to control our behavior, thought processes, and so forth through our access to our own money. Right, yes. Then uh, some things had to happen. So the government has to take over the Internet infrastructure in order to have the capability of setting up as much surveillance through mm -hmm. 5G and data collection through 5G as possible, right? Right. So there, that's the $42 billion in broadband and, and high-speed Internet infrastructure that they're doing across the country. Then they're, uh, they're going to have government-based projects like the CBDCs, things that people have to comply with, and they'll be able to tell whether or not we're complying with all of their other mandates, vaccine passports. That's right. Mandates. They're going to, they want us to, they want to be able to limit how far we travel. Yes, that's right. The 15-minute cities want to make sure you don't eat meat. They want to control what you eat. Right. So what you purchase, what you eat, where you are all the time. Yep. If you're, if your car can go and at this point we just got a, a new car and I'm amazed at the computer control over everything. It'll it will move you back into the center of a lane. So with all the construction during the summer, you're you're always crossing over those yes. lines, and it's it's like you're fighting with the steering wheel. You're battling <laughs> with your car to try and cross over into it's some dangerous. construction yes. lane thing. It, and it, it's frightening. So mm -hmm. the, the amount of control they could have over your car, if you are if you drive more than 100 miles from your little assigned base, they could shut your car off. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, really, it's really scary. So now the net neutrality will allow the government, because they're saying, well, net neutrality, they're justifying it saying that anything that, that's legal... We want to make sure that all legal content can be distributed evenly. Well, what if they decide that our what we're you and I are saying right here right. is not legal? Right. What if it's hate speech and it's it's illegal? What if it doesn't go along with the company line? It's misinformation. Right. Right. Then they can shut that down. So it, anytime they use those terms, like anything legal, and we want it all to be fair, fair and blah, blah, blah. safe. No, you're right. That, that should automatically raise your antennas. And then you start looking at the verbiage, the actual words that they use. Well, who decides what's legal? Because right now, a government agency can decide what is and isn't legal. That's right. It doesn't take Congress. It doesn't nope. take a legislator. Just a government agency. Or now, that responsibility has been turned over to multi-stakeholders and non-government organizations all they have to do the fcc can just say we don't like what they're saying or the government or cia can tell mm -hmm. i can we don't like what they're saying shut down their domain yeah it's, it's just some uh, other faceless person that you have no control over right. you haven't voted for and when we talk about these ngos we are talking about people like the world economic forum these people have come out and said they want you to eat bugs own nothing and be happy and, oh, by the way, they want to drastically reduce population. And uh, I, Absolutely. I, yeah, there's one, one tiny little sliver of hope there. I see that the uptake of the COVID vaccinations is way down 1%. Pfizer is um, having a fire sale. They're, they're going under. <laughs> yep. And with that, we will uh, go to one of our sponsors that helps keep our show on the air. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. 
Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one -on -one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Franktown Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Monson Show. I'm Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. I'm pleased to host the show today. Kim will be back in a few days. The website for The Kim Monson Show is KimMonson.com. Check out Kim's voter guide there. Once again, the election's right around the corner, and your ballot should be in your mailbox. Check out Kim's voter guide. Whoops, I said that part. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get uh, the first look at upcoming guests as well as our other most recent essays. We were talking about those essays and, and all the great information on those. Uh, email at The Com Kim Monson Show is KimMonson.com. Kim at KimMonson.com. Sorry about that. If you have any questions for Kim, uh, just email her there. Thank you for contributing to support our independent voice and exercising our right of free speech. It's so, so important we have to maintain that. Perspectives 101 is holding a screening of a climate conversation this Friday, October 27th at 6 p.m. in Loveland. Email perspectives101.info at gmail.com for more information. And once again, don't miss that that program it is a fantastic documentary through all of kim's work with veterans she is honored to highlight the usmc memorial foundation and all of the work that they are doing 
uh, to raise money to remodel the USMC Memorial, which is located right here in Golden, Colorado at 6th and Colfax. It's a beautiful area this fall. Paula Sarles is the president of the foundation. She is a Marine veteran and Gold Star wife. Paula and her team are working diligently to bring the remodel to reality. You can help by donating at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. And we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Joe Vecchio talking about net neutrality and um, expanding uh, Internet broadband to rural areas and what that means when the government gets control of uh, our means of communication. Absolutely. And you and I had talked yesterday, and Kim and I have spoken on and off air a lot. Uh, When it comes to kind of tying in government control, government messaging, um, what what government says and what they really mean can be two different things. Mm -hmm. And then we've talked about the rise of artificial intelligence. And all they, all they really need is a, a voice, like a, a recording of your voice, and a couple of images. It's kind of like a mugshot of a person. Right. And in a two-dimensional format, they can make it look as if Susan Kochabar is on the Internet saying blah, blah, blah. Right. And that could be through government control of the Internet and data and the cloud and all these other things and and globalists in in control of what we may or may not be able to see on the internet you can imagine that using ai it's it's the technology already exists and has for some time you won't be able to tell if what you're seeing on television or on the internet is real or not real Yes. That scares the heck out of me. And we're not far from that, I don't think. No. uh, There's a lot of uh, people who are talking about that now. Glenn Beck has certainly done uh, a lot of um, exposure on that. And if you are a fan of Steve Bannon's War Room, he regularly has a segment talking about AI and some of the things we need to put in place to, to stop these people from, you know, gaining control. How how far they are, I don't know. I still see, you know, like I said, Siri has glitches and stuff, uh, but it's it's pretty frightening, and um, I, I don't know. I get the impression they're not, um, they're pretty far along. Right, and it, if you ask chat GPT questions certain ways, apparently the answers can be, because they're kind of being taught to downplay the potential literally existential threat of AI learning so much and so quickly, and the AIs can actually share their information with one another, which is, so they can, so they can learn from one another, and, and we don't even know. One of the one of the Google X guys said they walked in once and, and their AI was speaking Portuguese, but they had never exposed the AI to Portuguese. The AI figured it out for themselves, or they, or they weren't sure if they had learned it from sharing information with another AI. That's crazy. You know, I've been playing movies at my drive-in for, you know, 47 years. And uh, I can think of a lot of movies that sort of foreshadowed all that stuff. It's quite frightening. You look at the Mad Max series and you look at the Terminator. And war, wasn't it war games? Wasn't it computers talking to each other? It and- was, yes. But, and that was, I think, Matthew Broderick was... Yeah, that. I think that yeah. Was it. yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend watching some of those films. Uh, in one, uh, in one episode, one uh, 
installment of uh, Mad Max, somebody had got control of all the water as well. And you can see what kind of uh, world that produces. Right. It's just uh, amazing how much sometimes watching, you know, thinking back on all those pictures, is it looks like foreshadowing of things to come. And when you, you have to think, they didn't just come up with that out of nowhere. I mean, we know that we know that their government has been working with Hollywood and television yes. and and so forth to promote a certain agenda. And you wonder if over the years. It's not that life imitates art. Art imitates potential life is what it seems like, right? right. Like life's some kind of prophetic thing. Well, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's uncanny how that works. It is. <laughs> you look at, go look at some old movies. Watch yes. Terminator again, and they have AI that can do everything right now that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator did, and they've got hair, skin, nails, and sweat glands. <sighs> on um, like a skin of AIs. Well, and, you know, we know the globalists have talked about population reduction, and they mean a great deal of population reduction. So, you know, it looks like COVID was probably part of that or certainly the vaccinations. And if you go to the movie I Am 